This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 157, Heal Your Hormones. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside are you ready to get started let's go hi hi there beautiful soul Woo! Today I've got a treat for you. I feel like I say that every episode, but these episodes lately, my God, they've been freaking fire. But today I have Dr. Cassandra Wilder. I have actually recently worked with her in her course called Period Reboot. And it has been such a game changer for me that I reached out to her and I said, please, will you come on my podcast? I want to tell women, all the things about their hormones and their periods, because you have opened my eyes to a whole new world and have changed my life. And she said, yes. And so today you get to hear our interview with one another. So, uh, Dr. Cassandra Wilder tells you a bit about her background in the interview. So I won't go into that, but I do just want to say a little bit about my journey. Um, I talk about it again in the interview, but I have basically been on birth control since college when I became sexually active and I just felt really off by the whole thing. And I would go on and off different birth controls because I was just like, oh, this doesn't make me feel right. And I thought there was just something wrong with me in that. And it turns out it was such a bigger thing with this. Um, And we'll talk about in the interview what that is. And we talk about in the interview too, that I recently got off birth control as an, on an IUD and um, what that's opened up for me by doing that. Now, I want to say I'm not anti-birth control and Dr. Cassandra Wilder, I bet would tell you she's not anti-birth control either. It is a great thing for women in a certain context, but we are not told the depth of how birth control impacts us. And that's a problem. We are not fully given, you know, the full scope of what we're putting in our bodies and that needs to change. And so that's part of why we're having that interview today is I want you to know if you're on birth control or you're considering birth control of like really understanding how it's going to impact your body so that you can make a logical choice, um, and informed choice about what you're going to do. 
And so just open your mind to that and open your mind to, to understanding if your hormones are off, because a lot of times as women, we just think, oh, we're just meant to feel like crap and we're meant to have painful periods. And, you know, everybody in my family has a thyroid issue or an estrogen issue or whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be that way. We can live a really joyful, beautiful life where we're not feeling moody and like we're victims to our period, because trust me, I have definitely felt that way for many, many years, especially now that I have fibroids, like some of my periods, they're just not enjoyable. But again, it doesn't have to be that way. And I want to open your eyes to living in a place where you can have healthy hormones. And I've just found such great value from following Dr. Cassandra Wilder and her hormone reboot or period reboot course that I want to introduce you to her. So without further ado, here is the beautiful Dr. Cassandra Wilder. All right, Dr. Cassandra Wilder. (laughs) So excited have you. This is such a joy. We were just talking offline about how I met her and all things. And I said some of those things in the intro. So where I'd love to start today, I know you're going to give us so much wisdom, but like your journey, how did you get to this place where now you teach women how to reboot their hormones? And in essence, what I think like really fall in love with their feminine bodies and their feminine power. Mm. Wow. Thank you for that intro. (laughs) Yeah. You know, funny enough, it definitely came from real life experience and feeling really let down, I think by the medical system, but also my education, because when I started menstruating, you know, I had no idea what was happening. I had no idea what was normal or not normal. And so for most of my adolescence, I thought it was normal to miss your period for six to nine months at a time. I thought it was normal to be debilitated with pain. Um, I thought it was normal to bleed through pads and tampons an hour. Um, I just had no idea. And when I finally sought out help at the age of 18, I got a doctor's appointment and it was a wild moment. It was like a five minute appointment. We barely talked to each other and they, they handed me a birth control you know, prescription and they basically sent me on my way. And even being that young, that just didn't sit right with me. I was like, aren't you supposed to ask me questions, right? Like, aren't you supposed to understand what's going on or, you know, maybe to ask if I'm an athlete or why am I so underweight or anything like that. So that was like the first piece to the story and just feeling like that was so dismissive and so not what I had built it up to be in my mind as this like opportunity to really get help that it really set me on that health and wellness journey. So I did my undergrad in health and nutrition, and that gave me like pieces to the puzzle, but it was still very compartmentalized, very medical, you know, very like Basically, if you have an issue, you get a prescription. There was nothing about holistic options or how you really fix any of this. It was just, you know, symptom suppressing. (laughs) It wasn't until I went to naturopathic school that I remember sitting in the classroom being like, oh my God, these are my people, right? Like these are people that see the world the way I see it, which is nothing is broken. Nothing is irreversible. Instead, it's how do we approach this with the whole body in mind? And so in that naturopathic uh, program, it was like a cool opportunity for me to be like, okay, I have a lot of these period problems going on. I have a thyroid issue. Let me like be my own guinea pig. And I think any great like healer or doctor, I mean, like you always become your own guinea pig, you know, like that's, I think just part of it. And what happened next was just life-changing, you know, within six months or so, my periods completely changed. I started ovulating. I started getting a period every 30 or so days. 
my thyroid issue completely reversed. And I was like, oh my God, this is possible. Like this isn't just in a textbook. This just happened. So I started sharing about it with people online and in the retreats I was leading. And I was shocked to find like literally every woman I ever talked to was like, you do what? Oh my gosh, I have this, 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 and this going on, you know? And I was like, whoa, it's all of us. It wasn't just me. All of us are confused, uninformed, and completely in the dark about our bodies. And since then it is just <laughs> grown and grown. Yeah. So many of us can relate to that story, <laughs> as you know, because you hear women tell these stories all day long. Mine was a very similar experience. I always had like a normal cycle, but it was painful every single month. It was like two or three days, especially like one day I would have to miss school and like, just not even go. And I couldn't take pills at the time. (laughs) So I would like either chew pills or just go through it. And that's just what we were taught was like, periods are painful. They're unfortunate. They suck. Then in college, I started to become sexually active, get on the pill. Um, and immediately I remember just in a few days being like, I feel completely different. I don't feel like Mm -hmm. myself. There's something off here and then stop taking it. And then it was just this journey of trying to find the right birth control. And I thought there's something wrong with me, but looking back on that, that was my body saying, get this out of me. Like, this is not the option for you. Um, so in that too, of course I had like some unwanted pregnancies in there and cause you're like trying to figure it out. Nobody ever taught cycle tracking ever, Mm -mm. ever. And two, it was like this myth. And you've talked about this in your workshops of like, we can just get pregnant all the time. Right. (laughs) Totally. It's waiting to get you. So dumb. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so it wasn't until, um, recently. So I finally got in an IUD cause I was like, I'm tired of going between birth controls mm-hmm. and I'm just going to like get this thing and like basically shut my body off to it. And for a while it worked. And I really got in a masculine energy because of that. And like, I performed, it felt like, like a man and I could keep going. And I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is like my hidden secret now is this IUD. And then I had, I took it out, had my son and the, when I took it out, it was like, my body was like, holy, like the roller coaster came back of like, this is what you've been denying. And yeah, I was like, I went into toxic feminine energy for Mm -hmm. months, just like trying to recoup. Luckily I was able to get pregnant and then had my son and then immediately got an IUD again. And then it wasn't until like probably a year or two into that one. And that one was only a three-year IUD that I was like, I'm really burnt out. I'm really mm-hmm. tired. I can't do this anymore. And then that's when I was telling you before we start push play, my coach Casey was like, Hey, you should really follow Dr. Cassandra Wilder. <laughs> and my IUDs are expiring. So I was like, I'm going to take this out. I'm not going to do this again. And then I bought your course hormone reboot. And I've been on this journey ever since. And it's been tricky. It's been tough. Um, yeah. but now like I took it out in August. So what is that like four or five months later? I'm like, I feel better than ever. Like yes. there's still some stuff to clean up, of course. Um, but it's just like, now I'm in this feminine power and I know how to like balance it. And so it's so much more than hormones, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you talk about this too, when we're given a birth control pill or any kind of birth control, we are not given the full consent of everything that it impacts in our bodies. So not can you close. just briefly touch on all the things that actually impacts? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, there's so much to that. Um, but I'm so glad you're bringing it up because the informed consent piece with birth control is grossly missing. Um, and I think any of us that have been on birth control, you know, if you think back to that moment where you told the true pros and cons, were you told how it works, were you told it turns off ovulation, were you told about potential risks for cancer, were you told that it could inhibit your ability to get pregnant later in life? Like, no, probably 99% of us are saying absolutely not. We were told it would fix this and this and this and this, right? So it was touted as this amazing miracle thing that'll benefit everything. But I think a lot of people, yeah, don't realize that birth control doesn't just affect your reproductive system. It affects you on a cellular level. And many of them work by inhibiting how your brain and your ovaries communicate. And I mean, just that I think gives us all a grasp of like, it's a, it's a big decision to go on any medication, birth control included. A lot of people also don't realize that it does work by inhibiting ovulation, which is how your body makes progesterone and estradiol. Most birth control methods like the pill work by turning off that function. So flatlining your hormones and then inserting these fake or false hormones in like progestin instead of progesterone to kind of manipulate the system. A lot of us, I think on birth control felt numb not like ourselves, kind of like no highs, but also no lows. And that's exactly what those hormones are doing. They're essentially being flatlined to put yourself into this basically menopausal state. So, I mean, it had a doctor said that to all of us, how many of us would have been like, is there another option? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know about that. Yeah. And it, I mean, just looking at the hormones too, you don't really realize you, like you think estrogen, progesterone, all the things mm -hmm. like, oh, it just impacts reproduction. Yeah. So it impacts everything in our entire bodies. Even just the liver is a big one. Totally. Yeah. Right? And the gut. Yeah. And yeah. blood sugar. And yeah, it's staggering. Yeah. Staggering. And the brain and so many yeah. areas. Basically, you yeah. name it, it's affected. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. not really in the best way. So yeah. that's important to note. Yeah. And two, you kind of touch on this in hormone reboots, but you know, we've come from a generation of our mothers who are basically like the first ones to really be on birth control for most of their lives. And then we kind of started on it and then they hit menopause. And so can you kind of just touch on what that's looking like for them and what our future could be if we continue on birth control? Yeah, I think, yeah, if we had a close relationship to someone that was yeah on birth control most of their life and went through menopause, we're all probably scared of menopause because of what we witnessed in them in terms of having severe symptoms that lasted five or more years of the hot flashes and the extreme mood changes the irritability. And, you know, unfortunately they just maybe weren't the most fun to be around. Um, Dr. Laura Bryden, who's an amazing ND talks about this, that um, the more you ovulate during your reproductive years, the more graceful your menopausal experience will be. So she says that every time you ovulate, it's like putting a little coin into your future health box. And this is what concerns me though. You know, a lot of people don't go on birth control for pregnancy prevention. You know, it's for system suppression. It's to try and quote, fix these, these symptoms. And so a lot of people are on birth control into their forties. And it does just make you wonder when you're on this for 20 years, how can we act like there's not a risk later on in life when we haven't even been making our own hormones for 20 or so years, but now we expect our body to magically know how to go through menopause. And I think this feeds into the idea that menopause is a medical condition. You know, women are basically treated like your body can't do it on your own. You're going to need hormones. You're going to need this and this, and you're definitely going to need an antidepressant because you're going to go crazy or whatever. And again, it's like, well, maybe had we just taught these women early on that it's maybe not the best thing for a long-term solution 
how different would menopause be? I think very. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just like, let's <laughs> have one symptom with another <laughs> symptom with another symptom. And I didn't know until I took your course, how beneficial ovulation was. Yeah. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. Can you kind of just touch on it of how beneficial that is? Yeah. I mean, ovulation is the whole purpose of the menstrual cycle. So while we all think about our periods, periods, I mean, are great, but they are really just the reset button for the entire menstrual cycle. So your body is building and preparing a follicle or an egg for that moment of potential ovulation. So biology of course wants you to reproduce, but even if that doesn't happen, the egg does not find the sperm it is also again, how your body's making those hormones. And so when people come to me and say they're exhibiting all these hormone imbalance symptoms like PMS and their breasts hurt, and they are gaining all this weight and their hair is falling out, but growing on their chin, you know, all the classic hormone imbalance symptoms. It's incredible to me how often that traces back to just anovulatory cycles, or they didn't ovulate for years of their life. So their hormones are not even being created. So to say that ovulation is important really is an understatement for women's biology. And yet, like you said, I don't remember ever really being told much about it. I mean, maybe they were like FSH or your follicle stimulating hormone. You know, they like made it to where no one cared rather than being like, (laughs) you need to ovulate. It's important. Focus on it. That's so true. I mean, you can just see, right? You're like biology teacher just going on and on and on. You're like, what's the point here? Exactly. It's not usable. It's like very (laughs) theoretical seeming. Yeah. Okay. I want to go back to what you said a bit ago that a lot of women, when they realize their hormones are out of balance, it's what I consider more extreme symptoms. That's just my wording of like weight gain. Like you said, really bad PMS growing hair or losing hair, but I didn't have any of those symptoms. Mm -hmm. So can we like dig a little deeper of more hormonal imbalance symptoms? that can come up for people. Oh my gosh. There's so many. (laughs) It's almost like you got to focus on one system at a time. I know. Yeah. A lot of the most common ones are period changes. So either missing periods, very long periods, heavy periods, painful periods. So some sort of an extreme change with that. Um, We can also see things in terms of energy. So extreme fatigue, trouble sleeping, insomnia, we can see extreme anxiety and depression that feels very uncontrollable. Uh, We can even see things of like liver sluggishness. So where we have rashes, where we feel like we can't digest things. Now we're bloated and we have food sensitivities. I mean, it's, it's really like if you have a hormone imbalance, usually, you know, it because there's some sort of a system that is showing how bogged down it is that's erupting to get our attention. So it can be physical. It can be mental health. It can be emotional health. All of it can stem back to the hormones. And that's why it's so shocking to me. People don't talk about this. You know, we act like a period problem is a period problem and a blood sugar problem is a blood sugar problem. And nobody wants to connect the dots and say all of this, you know, funnels down into one root cause. Totally. You know, recently I went and got brain scans and so mm-hmm. they take like my brain and they see, you know, what areas are lining up. Is it healthy? And there was an area called the temporal lobe that was lighting up a lot for me. And the next thing they said was, we want to test your hormones Mm. because we want to see if that's adding to it. And this is like in real time. So I haven't gotten my results back. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, but you know, I've, I've been going through your hormone reboot. I've only been off the IUD since August. Like I said, I know there's a correlation there and it's so true because I think this goes back to women being dismissed 
at the end of the day and being taught like, oh, it's just normal. It's normal to feel anxious. It's normal to feel depressed. It's normal mm-hmm. to have painful periods. It's mm-hmm. normal to gain weight. It's normal to grow hair and grow places. That's just yeah. being a woman is feeling crappy. And <laughs> I've always just had this message, even since a little girl was like, that's BS. Yeah. Like, I, what's the point of life then if we're just going to feel like shit all the time? Again, I say all of that because I think it's like when we finally wake up and say, I'm not going to tolerate feeling this way anymore. And we're going to somebody like a healthcare provider and like advocating for ourselves. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And unfortunately it's so hard to do though, when all of us are so confused and in the dark about our bodies. And I think that's what makes this the vicious cycle. We don't know better. So we're trusting, you know, whoever's saying like, yeah, just take this birth control or just don't worry about it. Or yeah, everybody, you know, feels like they're dying for three days a month. It's no big deal. And that's what stunts us from being able to get the support. So it's, it's like such a systemic thing for sure. For sure. And so that's why we kind of have to take ownership of our own health. Yes. Because so many of us are taught to have like, look to the doctors. And again, the doctors are just typically prescribing a pill to cover a symptom. They're not looking at the underneath issue. So then somebody realizes maybe by listening to this podcast, or maybe they've already realized, okay, my hormones are off or I'm on birth control and it's working, but I started birth control because of X symptom. Mm -hmm. And then they start to get off birth control. (laughs) And as somebody who's just done this, I will say it's not the most pleasant. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it does, it it can be better, but yeah, some people do have a rough transition. Yeah. So when you get off, you've talked about this in your course too, is like then typically the symptoms that you're recovering come back. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Um, and like you're saying in the course, we talk about if specifically you got on birth control for symptoms, like say acne or period pain or whatever, when you were 16, ideally before we even come off, we start that replenishment phase so we can get ahead of those symptoms. Um, but sometimes I say that and people are like, oh, I already stopped taking it a week ago. So, which is okay. <laughs> That's how I was. I was like, oh, I'm already, I already taken off. And I'm like, oh shit, we could have like weaned off this. <laughs> I know, which is okay. It's like, you know, if, if possible, it would be nice, but, um, yeah. And, and then it's interesting. Like you said, some people get off of it and it all revs up with a vengeance and other people have a really gentle transition and it's hard to know what the difference is. And I think that's part of why some people are even hesitant to get off of birth control because they're so afraid of being that person that has the extreme reaction. Well, and I just want to say that too, uh, like in my journey, it was really rough for like two months, really Mm -hmm. rough. Like I, I didn't feel anything like myself, but then now that I'm on the other side of it, and especially I had your course to lean on during that time, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to make it through this. Like, I know where I'm going. I know what I need to do here. Then getting to the other side of it is like, ah, oh, and I hear this from so many women. I feel like myself again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so just know is like, yeah, is it going to suck maybe for a little bit, but show up for yourself, really heal those like core issues. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be surprised to see on the other side. It really wasn't that bad to begin with. You just needed the tools. Exactly. Yes. The tools make the difference. And remembering too, whatever you're experiencing now on birth control, you know, do you want to live with that for the next 10 years? Or would you prefer to have a couple months of uncomfortable feelings and then, you know, feel better in the long term? So it is, I know it's like such a balancing act. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I want to touch on something that you said in one of your trainings that was so mind blowing to me. And you said a lot of healthy women tend to, what did you say? Or is it health, health conscious women tend to be suffering more? 
Yeah. Can we touch on why that is? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And probably some people listening to this will be like, oh my God, I feel so seen. (laughs) Um, Because it is often, especially, you know, the women in period reboot, they tend to be really aware people, right? They are people that, you know, try and eat really well. Maybe they're, you know, gluten-free or dairy-free or they're vegan or whatever. Like they're, they're putting an effort to try and be healthier and they're really religious about their exercise. And maybe they're also really into other stuff like going, you know, uh, on hikes or getting vitamin D or supplementing or whatever. And sometimes that's like more painful, right? Because when you're putting in the effort and you're still not feeling well, you start looking around you at your friends eating Oreos and you're like, why, why do you seemingly seem okay? You don't care. And I'm putting in all this effort and I don't, I'm like not moving anywhere. And there's a few parts to this. So one is often we're scattered in our approach and we're not really concise in what we're trying to support. Um, so like we talk about in period reboot with the hormone hierarchy, we start to peel back where a lot of these imbalances stem from, which is not that your body just doesn't know how to make progesterone. And it's not just that your estrogen's too high, right? That's, that doesn't make any sense. Why are these things out of balance in the first place? We have to go deeper down the system to look at things like blood sugar and adrenal hormones like cortisol. But the other piece to this that is less sexy to talk about is unfortunately a lot of these things that we're taught are quote healthy are designed for male biology and they're not conducive to our biology. So this restriction thing, this under eating, cutting out soy and dairy and gluten and air and you know, you name it in this attempt to be healthy often causes issues down the road. And so, you know, we talk about that for, I think over an entire week about the nutrition component and like why we're all so confused when it comes to what we eat. Are we supposed to be vegan or keto or paleo or whatever? And when we start to really uncover how our biology works, it's a lot easier to see why these approaches fail us and why we can be health conscious, but health conscious to a detriment. There were two things you said when you went deeper in that and your trainings, one of which was about intermittent fasting which I had been doing <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> the year before to lose like the last of the baby weight was yeah. like, Oh yeah, everyone just says intermittent fast. Okay, great. Like I'm told I'm, I'm one of those gals that can like cut calories, like nobody's business. And that's yeah. when I start to see my hormones go to the next level of being mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you talked about that, of like that, those are studies designed on men and you like show these hormone charts and all of this, I was like, now it all makes sense. Right. And when you talked about too, at the very beginning of the course, you said like, implement the following, eat breakfast, (laughs) 16 minutes of waking up. I was like, okay, check. Right. Um, (laughs) of course we went deeper in that, but that was mind blowing to me. And two about this circadian rhythm and how it's like, there's circadian rhythm, there's circadian rhythm, which we all are on right? Every, and the circadian rhythm is just like the day cycle, but failing to recognize how women in their menstruating years are on the infradian rhythm Mm -hmm. and how we're not like men. And every day is going to be the same hormonal levels. Like we're going to have days when we need more rest. There are days when we can pump it up more. And now it's like, so in my being, but I remember watching that training, like putting my pen down, calling my husband and being like, this is bullshit. This is why I do what I do. But yet as women, like we think, oh, we got to keep up. We, because we live in this patriarchy, right? Like we have to be the same every single day. And just the work schedule alone of not honoring our infradian rhythm is so detrimental. Yes. So I just want to say all that of like, (laughs) 
take that in? What did I miss? Did I miss anything with that? No, I mean, you're spot on. And like you said, it's affirming to a lot of women. You know, we get to this point where we're like, why am I unwell? Right. And when, like we talk about in that, I think that's week one, where like the world was not designed for your biology. It's designed for male biology from the nine to five to just about everything you can imagine. It works great for them burns us out. doesn't make us feel so good. So if you're like struggling in a corporate job or just feeling burned out, it's not you, it's the system. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think for me too, you know, I've always known it intellectually, right. And and the more we've dug into the patriarchy and all that is like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is to our detriment. But then when you look at it from a hormone, it's like, oh, this isn't just about not making as much as a man Mm -hmm. or these other things. It's like, Oh, you're like effing with my hormones, <laughs> which is my overall whole well-being. Yeah. Like now it's like takes the rage to a whole new level. Now it's personal. <laughs> Don't fuck with me now. <laughs> exactly. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to like throw that out there. Okay. So there's that, right? Can mm-hmm. we talk about, we talked about what unhealthy hormones kind of look like. I never knew how many hormones were really at play for whatever reason. I always just thought about estrogen and testosterone, Mm -hmm. Like, but the thyroid in there, didn't you say a stat of like one in two women will have a thyroid issue? Yeah. Suspected one in two will develop a thyroid issue in their life, which I think if we're honest and we look around, I mean, both of my parents have thyroid problems. I mean, just it's shocking how many people have a thyroid imbalance. It's, it's like horrifically prevalent. Yeah. And that goes back to hormones, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you dig into all those different hormones and you do this well on your Instagram, especially of like showing here are the signs of this. And I loved in the mm-hmm. course too, how we had a little quiz yeah, like that we took to do that. Um, so that was super helpful, but let's talk about healthy hormone signs yes. because again, we think as women, it's like, oh, our periods suck being a woman. Mm. We just have to experience more pain. But when I look at like my healthy hormone sign list, yes. like this is what it's like to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. It's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So like regular periods, you're ovulating every month, mm-hmm. healthy libido, which like, yes. let's just talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, I know we, we all like feel like, oh, it's like normal to, to lose interest in sex or yeah, you know, once you're married a couple of years, like eh, it just kind of falls to the wayside. Um, but that's definitely a sign of something deeper that can be hormone, hormone related, or it can be, you know, more of an emotional thing. Like the connection is gone or something like that. So there's two sides to libido, but um, yeah, you should have a feisty little libido where you want to jump on your partner, at least in that early part of your month when that estrogen is surging and you should, you know, feel like you have a lot of cervical mucus. You should have the desire. You should want to be intimate. And if that's not there, that's telling you something. Yeah. I remember that was the first sign that I saw when I got on birth control. I was like, well, now I don't yeah. even want sex. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then like clear skin. And that's the thing too, of like, when I see people like you and other people who are in a similar space, like y'all have the clearest skin Oh, and it just glows and it's yeah. like, okay, that's what I want in my life. Right. Yes. Um, healthy yes. appetite, warm body temp, which can we talk about temp for a second? You mm-hmm. opened my eyes to this. I got the monitor temp, temp drop monitor, yeah, right? Yeah. The best. Yeah. So not only does that temp drop monitor, you wear it at night, you just wear it on your arm and it tracks your temperature in the evening. So then it tells mm-hmm. me when I'm ovulating, yep. which again, who would have ever known 
you could do that. <laughs> so eye opening. Um, cause then I'm like, okay, now I know where I am in my cycle too, as I've started to track my cycle, because not only is it important for you to see if you're ovulating. So you're like, okay, my hormones are in balance, right. From that mm-hmm. well-being, but I start to track my moods too. And I start to yes. track my life and build my life around that now, which is yes. so insightful. Yep. Um, and it also tracks my sleep. Did you know they added this function recently? I, I haven't, I don't pay for the version that I think does that, but what, how is it? What does it show you? Yeah. It just shows you like when you're in deep sleep and when you're in light sleep. So, oh. you know, when I, um, got off the IUD, I was, I was already kind of tired just from like COVID and that's what I was blaming mm. it on. And I thought, well, maybe it's sleep related, but when I had the monitor on, it was showing me like your, my sleep scores were really, really good. And so it was able oh. for me to like filter that out of like, Oh, this isn't the issue. Yeah. And then you, you know, you go on and on of like daily satisfying bowel movements, great quality sleep, easy falling asleep, staying asleep. I can't tell you how many women I talk to that. They're just like, Oh yeah. Sleep's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Just so <laughs> sad. You know, like if you can't sleep well, how that just affects everything. It does. Yeah. Um, and I even have a client right now who she went to her doctor. She's like bleeding irregularly in the middle of the month. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, and I have the sleep thing and they did not put it together wow. at all. Yeah. And she's like, I swear it's my hormone related. I was like, let me introduce you to Dr. Maintaining weight with ease, balanced mood, which is huge because again, so many of us are just like, oh, that's just being a woman is to be yeah. really moody. Yes. Um, having energy throughout the day, minimal period pain. All right. Yeah. And that's the dream, right? I think everybody listening is like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And can we talk about one other thing you say in one of the trainings, yes. which blew my mind? That your period is your fifth vital sign. Yes. Isn't that Can so cool? Can you talk about this? Yeah. So it was formally recognized, I believe in 2015, 2015 or 2016 mm-hmm. by the American Academy of Pediatrics that the menstrual cycle, so not just the period, but the menstrual cycle as a whole is the fifth vital sign. And the other vital signs, in case you're wondering, are, you know, pretty important like pulse and respiration and temperature and, you know, little things that kind of determine if you're alive or have any vitality, you know? And so I often say like, if you had a 105 degree fever, would you do something about it? Well, yeah. And if your pulse, well, you know, was 20 beats per minute, would you be worried? Well, yeah, but we have these extreme menstrual cycle issues and they're brushed off, right? They're like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, it's totally normal to, you know, bleed all day for four weeks or whatever. When we have that awareness that the menstrual cycle is a gauge of your overall health, I think it also makes us lean in a little bit more and really listen to these signs because your menstrual cycle will tell you the health of your body. And so that doesn't need to be in like a depressing way. Like, oh, great. <laughs> you know, my cycle super, you know, irregular and it's not good, but instead see that as an opportunity if your body is talking to you right now. And now you have this invitation to listen, to lean in, and then to take action. I wish more, I don't know if in like medical school, physicians are really taught the importance of the menstrual cycle or, you know, I don't really know. I'd like to be a fly on the wall in some of those conversations, but Um, It is formally recognized and hopefully medicine and everything will catch up to that and see the importance of it. Cause yeah, when you said it was 2015, I'm like, you know, that was six years ago. Like, why aren't we talking about this more? That's what I mean. I I really don't know how menstruation is talked about in the medical school. I'd be interested to know. I've always wanted to talk to someone about that and be like, what did you learn? Well, and two of like most doctors now graduated probably before then. And like, Mm -hmm, what will the next mm -hmm. generation be like? But Man, yeah, so interesting. Better. Yeah. Okay. So what can somebody do 
to start to heal their hormones or balance their hormones in essence. Obviously you have hormone reboot, which I am a huge fan of. So let's talk about that. But yes. two, if they're like, let me just start something today. Cause I know you launched mm -hmm. that course during certain times of the year. Yeah. Kind of tell us those two options. Yeah. Period reboot is amazing. And I'm so glad that you've loved it. It's I keep calling it a hormone reboot. It's no, period I mean, reboot. honestly, it's, it's basically <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> period and hormones. Um, that definitely has like the full blueprint, like you're talking about, but if someone wanted to start today, I mean, funny enough, so in period reboot in that first week, or maybe it's the introduction, I talk about the, your like start here challenge. So there are little things that I want people to start doing right now before they even learn anything about the menstrual cycle or do anything, start this. And I guarantee by the end of the program, you'll see a significant change. And I'm sure you remember what those were. So like the first one was eat breakfast. So if you're not eating breakfast within an hour of waking, you are setting up your poor little blood sugar to be on this awful roller coaster all day long, which is in turn going to affect your insulin levels. It's going to affect your cortisol and it's going to then affect everything else. So it's kind of like the butterfly effect, you know, of the hormones. So one of the best, easiest things you can do, even if you don't have hunger signs in the morning, which if you don't get hungry in the morning, that's another sign of something deeper, eat breakfast that is rich in protein. So no like waffles or pancakes, ideally something with protein, super easy. Everybody can do that. Eating every three to four hours throughout the day is another very easy attainable thing anybody can do. Um, so making sure again, you're getting some protein and some fat and then some sort of carbs. I'm not a fan of restrictions. So when people ask, should I be gluten-free or dairy-free or whatever? I say, eat what makes you feel good. Make it that simple. Dairy is not this evil thing. Gluten is not this murderous evil thing. Uh, it depends on quality more than the substance itself. I think the last really simple, obvious one um, is just to prioritize sleep. So getting to bed by 10 PM, ideally every single night. And I would just about bet money on it. If you did those three things, prioritize sleep, started eating breakfast first thing in the morning and then stopped fasting throughout the day, stopped living on coffee till dinner time or whatever, within a month, you'll probably see some sort of a pretty significant change. Those are the foundations we lay in period reboots. And once those are in place, then we add all the other stuff where now we target into where your specific imbalance is. And we do that through those hormone quizzes, like you remember, so we can start to see who is the culprit in your symptoms. Is it estrogens through the roof? Is it you're not ovulating? Is it that little pesky thyroid like everybody seems to be struggling with? And then we take those to the next level. Oh, God. So good. Okay. Can you tell them more about period reboot and what they'll walk away with? Oh my gosh. Well, what did you, I, I know you haven't finished the entire thing yet because yeah. it is a meaty program, but what did you walk away with? I mean, so much first <laughs> off, just, um, validation, mm. I think is the biggest thing. And I think I yeah. see that with so many women in the course of like starting off, what was your story? How did you get here mm -hmm. and realizing, okay, we're not crazy. Like this yeah. is the thing. Um, and then, like you said, those first healthy things of like, okay, we shouldn't be intermittent fasting was one of my big takeaways eating yeah. every three to four hours, really prioritizing more like protein ish stuff. Um, so like now on my desk, I have nuts, that I grab Yay. every few hours. Good. Um, and then two, just like going into again, like some of the content, you know, like what we covered today of like the vital sign is the period. And just again, like validation of I always knew this was a bigger deal than people made it mm -hmm. out to be. Mm -hmm. And then honoring that of like tracking my cycle now and realizing too, that certain times of the month is like, I'm not lazy. I'm not yes. crazy. I'm not whatever society wants to tell me. It's like, no, I'm just in my winter cycle mm -hmm. or, I'm, you know, whatever it is. Um, 
so yeah, there's just a lot of validation with that. And that's what my biggest takeaway has been so far with the cycle tracking again of like balancing the hormones and stuff. It's like, I still just have felt so mind blown. <laughs> I just the other. Um, so it's interesting that getting those brain scans, they had me tested officially because honestly, mm-hmm. when I took the quiz, I was like, I think there's so many things out of balance. Like, mm-hmm. where do I even go with this? So it'll be good to like have that official test and then know where to go with that. And then yes, go. yes. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you find out when you do just to to connect some dots, that would be fascinating. But yeah, I, I love that the validation is one of the biggest pieces for you is like you said, knowing it's not all in your head and knowing that you're not broken and instead feeling like you have a plan. And that's, I think the biggest intention behind period reboot is to not only give you the tools that you need, but then also actionable steps so that you can do it. Um, nothing that is out of restriction, nothing that is out of force, but instead things that innately feel good, that fuel you and give you the results that you want. So, um, it's my baby. I'm so proud of it. And I, I just, I'm so like grateful the the testimonials and things people share after the fact it's, it's yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, and what's cool about it too, is that, like I said, I'm not even fully through it and already Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh man, I totally got my money's worth. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And like, you're not like you do the live calls and stuff, which I couldn't attend live. Um, but two is like, if you just show up a little bit in this, like you will be changed because as I said earlier in this, it's not just about your hormones or your period or your cycle, whatever you want to call it. This is about loving yourself on a deeper level, loving yourself as a woman. I can't tell you how many years that around my period, I was like, Oh, I hate being a woman. I hate Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. And now it's like, open the store of like, Oh, I love being a woman and like owning that power in that. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. And I love the exercise we do in there too, of like our first periods and like doing some healing around that. Yes. So again, it's, it's so big. It's so big. I, loved the program. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom today with us. It was such an honor. I could talk to you all day. Yay! Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero. And you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book. This book is a study guide for life. Enjoy. And of course, share this show with your friends. I believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. The more you help others succeed, the more you help yourself. So share, share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.